Hello, folks. Welcome to Opposing the Matrix. My goodness, you don't know what it's like having trying to get this particular show on the air. I did this show last week, and I did it, and then realized that in all of my moving around, I had unplugged the microphone. So <laughs> the intro made noise, but it was dead after that. Okay, and I did that for an hour and a half. All right, and then I tried to do it again um, on the weekend. And when I did, I didn't have the audio turned on for the computer. And that meant that, yes, you heard me, but you didn't hear the videos that I was playing. So I had to scrap that one. Uh, last night I tried to do it, but I, for some reason I was super tired. So I decided I'm scrapping the show and going to bed. Okay. And here we are tonight. Uh, all system checks have been performed and seem to be uh, on the go. Uh, the sound is go, the video is go, and uh, so there we go. Okay, a um, little bit of news. I don't know if you've heard, but New York's governor says that she does not like it having Republicans in her state, and she wants them to leave. Well, I've got a message for the Republicans in New York. Listen to me closely, okay? I know one of you is in New York, okay? Now, I know that what I'm proposing is expensive and everything, but it may work out for everybody. Um, here in Oregon, we're about to flip. We, we are really pissed off, tired of the Democrats here, and even the Democrats are tired of the garbage that's going on here, okay? And a lot of them are changing their party. So if you come to here from New York, you could push us over that line and turn this into a red state. What do you think about that, huh? Yeah, explore it. You know, if, if you're working, go to work and see if your boss has an office in Oregon. See if he'll pay to move you here. That would be even nicer, right? And then come on out. We can use you. Please, if you're a conservative in New York State, please come. Now, I have lots of relatives in New York State, in the Saugerties area, uh, Kingston, and that area, stuff like that. Even a few in Buffalo, but I don't think they take me up on that offer because they're liberals. But um, anyway... If you're up in Saugerties, Kingston, um, Dutchess County, I think is what it is, um, please consider this, okay? And and one, our one listener, I think you're farther up north, okay? If you guys want to consider it too, okay? Yeah. You know, check into it. You know, what, what harm could you do checking into it? We need more conservatives here. We need to push the liberals out of this state, across the Columbia River. Let them go live in Washington, for goodness sakes. You know, get them out of Portland, get them out of Salem, get them out of uh, uh, Eugene. Well, that might be difficult. Uh, anyway, um, so, yeah, so we can vote and have a decent vote here and have our votes counted. Please consider Oregon, okay? This is a public service announcement. Now, the next announcement is um, sort of a plea, not really. Um, but, uh, you know, it costs a lot to put this show on, you know, now that I'm retired, I don't have the money coming in. I did when I was a nurse, you know, so, you know, from time to time, the bills mount up for this show and, and we managed to eke through and pay them, but it would be nice if we could do it more comfortably. So if you're interested and you love opposing the matrix or even just like it a little bit and want to see it continue and it will continue anyway, but it can continue in a more, um, pristine sort of manner, uh, uh, please just go to PayPal, look for um, 
PayPal at delusionresistance.org. That's our email address at pay, at um, at PayPal. Okay. And whether it be $5, $10, or whatever God puts in your beautiful little heart, please, if you if you feel led to, okay? No pressure, no nothing, okay? The Lord's going to keep this show running anyway, but it'd be nice if part of that plan was him pricking the hearts of some people to, to maybe give a little bit. So, And if you want to give on a monthly basis, that's even better. Okay, so what do we have here? Tonight we're going to talk about uh, was the... Was the COVID-19 pandemic and other things that are going on, was it pre-planned? Hmm, interesting question, huh? And you and I that are involved in conspiracy um, theories that always turn out to be conspiracy facts, um, we know that we can, there's, there's a little bit of truth, even to the worst conspiracy. You know, if they said that aliens are coming from, uh, aliens are coming from, I'm not going to say that planet's name, um, from Alpha Centauri and their one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eaters, you know, and, and that they're coming down to make a peace treaty with us and make things better on Earth. Well, the only truth about that would be that um, that there are aliens, but they're really fallen angels, so I don't think they look like one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple, flying, purple, flying purple people eaters, excuse me. That's hard to say. Try to say that 10 times fast. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so even in the smallest conspiracy or the worst conspiracy, there's a there's a bit of truth, okay? Uh, you know, one of the movies that I really liked, before we get going here, is a movie with Mel Gibson called Conspiracy Theory. That movie, when you're watching that movie, at least my, this is my opinion. I hear that all over the internet now. My opinion. Um is that it's a really really well done movie. It's it's a man, Mel Gibson, that the CIA or a rogue part of the CIA has turned into a psycho. Okay, uh, he's murdered for the CIA before and stuff like that. I won't go into much of it, but you can feel the intenseness in the movie. You can feel Mel Gibson. You can almost feel his mental illness. To tell you the truth, it's it's bizarre, but um, it's a really good movie. And if you want to see what people that have um, or maybe what schizophrenics feel like and stuff like that. Watch this movie because although he wasn't schizophrenic in the movie, he was really good and he played played a psychotic really well. Um, however, he was made that way by the by the powers that be, Patrick Stewart of all people. Um, okay, so ha- that having been said, um, let's move on. You know, I was oh no, I was varnishing today. And I took my ring off for it, but I got varnish on my hands, and I haven't had time to clean them. I fell asleep, and I put my ring on, and it almost stuck to my finger. So I have to take it off and clean my hands when we get done with the show. But anyway, this place is starting to take off. I know it doesn't look like it from the back here. But, oh, actually, maybe it does because that wall used to be white back there, and now it's kind of a, oh, I don't know. You you picked the color. Uh, But it's pretty. I like it. And I can't believe I just used the word pretty, but I did. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead. We're going to look at a couple of articles, watch a couple of videos, and then uh, we're going to go into something a little special that is a pet peeve of mine, okay? But you'll see it's worked out, okay? So that having been said, let's uh, let's go here. Okay, now this is, um, this is quite interesting, folks, because uh, the name of the article is was, was a pandemic plan. 
And I'm just going to direct you to look at where it was published. I am not going to say that word, okay? It's the F word, published in F niches, okay? So anyway, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's definitely a bona fide article, and you'll see after when I when I read it, and when you read it with me, because you can see it now. Um, and for those who are just listening, well, you you'll listen to it, okay? Um, it's, it was uh, written by someone named Ranjan V, R A N J A N V E, uh, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. It says it's a seven minute read, and it says members only, but I guess I don't know. I'm a member, and I'm looking at it. So so is the pandemic planned? In all probability, yes. And it's got a nice picture of a, a coronavirus or what they say it looks like, you know. I don't know. looks like a snow cone with uh, darts in it. Um, let's see. And this photo I just described to you is by Victor Forgas um, on Unsplash. Okay. I want to make sure that I give everybody the credit that they're due. Okay, I've had too much stuff ripped off for me. I know Jimmy Wilhelmson's had a lot of stuff ripped off from him, so um, we go out of our way to, at least I do, I know that he probably does now too, to, to give credit where credit's due because that's the only right, right? Okay, the article says, I'm terribly sorry to go back to the much-debated pandemic, but there are so many unanswered questions troubling my mind, and yours, I'm sure. Last November, I received a WhatsApp uh, message regarding the pandemic. That's not a big deal. We have all been receiving these messages since the pandemic began, but this message, message simply had the title, Was the Pandemic Planned? Followed by this link. And I don't know, they give a link, but uh, oh yeah, there it is. Okay. Madison Really Met Me Support Group.com. Okay. All right, let's see. Uh, full details are given in the link. Uh, everyone knows about these facts, including the fact that the USA paid $3.7 million to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to carry on research on coronaviruses. Even more incredible is the novel by Daniel, or excuse me, Dean Kuntz, The Eyes of Darkness. And it has a picture showing the uh, a page from the book and a book cover. Image from dnaindia.com. Okay, in the screenshot page from the novel, a character named Dombey narrates the story about a Chinese scientist who, brought, who bought a biological weapon called Wuhan 400 to the United States. Ooh, that sounds interesting. And here's a, from the book. Uh, to understand that, Dombey said, you have to go back 20 months. It was around that then that the Chinese scientist named Li Chen defected to the United States carrying a diskette record of China's most important and dangerous new biological weapon in a decade. They call the stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed at their, our DNA lab outside the city of Wuhan, and it was the 400th viable strain of man-made microorganisms created at that research center. Back to the article some more. Um, there are people who scoffed these predictions, according to them. In the original 1981 edition, The Eyes of Darkness, this biological weapon was called Gorky 400 in reference to the Russian locality. The name of the weapon was changed to Wuhan 400 when the book was released again in 1989, according to the South China Morning Post. So see, 1989, um, 2009, 2019, oh, 1999, 2009. So about 32 years before 
no, 30 years before uh, the virus was, or whatever it was was actually made. You know, I don't believe it was a virus, but, you know, for the sake of all, let's just go with that, okay? And here's another picture of the book where it was called Gorky, and it says the Russians. Okay. Does it matter whether Gorky 400 or Wuhan 400, it is or is not, is it or is it not true that Dean Kutz predicted that this pandemic over two decades ago? It's true that the current coronavirus outbreak began in Wuhan, China. Obviously, the Chinese and the Western world will deny that it came from the lab in Wuhan if they have supported research there on COVID-19. The idea that it originated from bats and the Chinese wet markets is total BS. Uh, Wet markets have existed in China for hundreds of years, so have bats. Yes, the Chinese may eat bats and pangolins, uh, which may harbor these viruses, but they have been eating these animals for centuries. And how does eating an animal transmit a disease like COVID-19, which is transmitted through the air? Is that not why we are told to wear masks? Why should a virus happily infect bats suddenly to switch its taste to humans? Are the bats getting extinct? There is no evidence that this is happening. Evolution or mutation takes place in nature only due to necessity and not due to taste bud whims and fancies. And I would like to change that to macro or micro, macro evolution. Okay, no, micro, sorry. Micro is where a species change to adapt not where one changes into another species. Okay. Selective genocide. Not only COVID-19, but I am also convinced that all these viral diseases, HIV and AIDS, Ebola, SARS, MERS, and now COVID-19 are all part of a grand design to limit the human population or even eradicate those humans whose comorbidities, such as heart disease, hypertension, obesity, and diabetes, they also target the elderly and those who are immune compromised. If they, had, if they had manufactured these viruses for biological warfare, they would be lethal even to, fit, even to fit and healthy males and females. The aim would be to decimate the population and not just select the vulnerable. Skeptics and nitpick. In the Kuhn's book, the character Dombey says that no one infected with the virus survives. And this is from the book here. Uh, and Wuhan 400 has other equally important advantages over the most biological agents. For one thing, you you, ha- you can become an infectious carrier only four hours after coming into contact with the virus. That's an incredibly short gestation period. Once infected, no one lives over 24 hours. Most die in 12. Wuhan 400 kill rate is 100%. Now, remember, that's in the book. I don't want to start a war of the world things here. Um We know that that's not the case with the coronavirus. First, people infected by corona develop symptoms about five days after exposure and most always within two weeks. Uh, Second, the mortality rate for coronavirus is only about 3 to 5%. I would disagree with that. Seeing that this was written in 2001, mortality rates about a half a percent, if that much. Okay. All right. So what? Dean Kuhn's never said he was a psychic. He did not predict the end of the world like Nostradamus. The fact that he zeroed in on China and that the two Wuhan as a source of the virus rather than Africa, South America, or India, where most diseases originate, <clears throat> in itself is remarkable, to say the least. Or did he have some inkling 
that this is where the biological warfare would originate. That's him. You know, these authors, before they write these books, folks, they talk with tons of people. They'll talk with um, mercenaries. They'll talk with uh, scientists, the whole nine yards. So maybe he got a little bit of an idea from somebody. You know what I'm saying? Okay. In this book, Brown wrote, in his, in, excuse me, in this book, Brown wrote, uh, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatment. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attack again in 10 years, and then disappear completely. And this is a book by uh, Sylvia Brown called The End of Days, and she's a psychic. So you really can't. Um, yeah, yeah, just like any batter, she's going to hit one out of the ballpark, right, once in a while. Okay, and we know that it hasn't disappeared. It's still around, okay? All right. And that was uh, India Today Web Desk, New Delhi, March 4, 2020, updated March 12, 2020. That picture I'm talking about. Okay. No one has been able to pick holes in Sylvia Brown's predictions simply because that's exactly what happened now, happening now. Uh, whether the illness will vanish as quickly as it arrives remains to be seen. Well, this is an article is over a year old, so uh, no, it hasn't left. Okay. So who's responsible for this genocide? It is the CIA aided by the CDC and the rich U.S. tycoons who want to take control of the world. Um, there's tycoons in Europe, too, that are involved in this. So, okay. Now, second bullet point, it is China, home of the COVID-19. Is it China. And the first one, is it the CIA? Okay, I want to get that right. Is it China, home of the COVID-19 virus, who wants to bring the rest of the world to its financial knees? What has made, third bullet point, what has made the WHO behave like a scared rabbit and delayed the announcement of the pandemic, which would probably have saved thousands of lives? Fourth bullet point, why has the WHO become a mouthpiece of China? You are, you, uh, Become a lover of the person you sleep with. <laughs> That's why. In the last bullet point, why in every country, yes, even the USA, terrified to pinpoint the source of the pandemic, um, Australia, Germany, and France did try to try but backed out when China applied economic pressure and trade sanctions. Well, that speaks for itself, doesn't it? All right. We're now experiencing second and third waves of infection. First bullet point, are these caused by the same virus or mutations of the original COVID-19? Second bullet, are these new variants being sent across by China to different parts of the world? Third bullet, we are told that these viruses had already made their transition to humans. Then how did mutated coronaviruses suddenly appear in minks in Denmark? Minks, the animal. Uh, fourth bullet, what is the use of producing, what is the use of producing vaccines if the virus can modify its Tertiary um, structure within days. Tertiary, excuse me. Next bullet, is this pandemic never going to go away? Next bullet, are we going to become zombies after receiving the COVID-19 vaccination? Huh, interesting. Uh, last bullet, are we going to spend the rest of our lives locked up in our homes? Like I said, this was written last year, 2021. So it's asking questions that we know the answers to right now. Okay. On the other hand, billionaire online businesses continue to flourish, going into trillion zones. Why should a salaried individual give up her job and sit at home while these guys make money? 
I have no answer to these and many other questions. If you do or you want to add more queries, uh, please leave a comment. It says, do click on the link above and read how many people have predicted the pandemic and the opinions of thousands of doctors and other professionals. There must be some grains of truth to all these statements. I'll give you the... Um, I can't. It's got that word in it. Okay. Um, if we, if we as ordinary citizens do not stand up and fight the people who have started this Holocaust, we stand to lose everything, including our humanity, sanity, and indeed our very lives. Okay. If you want to read this, you'll understand what I'm about to say. Go to medium.com forward slash F the F dash niches. And you know what word I'm saying when I say F. N-I-C-H-E-S is niches, forward slash, was the pandemic planned? Uh, and there's dashes in between all those words. Dash B9393119, small a, 823, okay? And you can play this over again and get that if you want to, okay? All right, where are we going here now? We're going to start this out like Alex Jones. <laughs> okay. All right, folks, now we're going to go to another article. The Deal Organization predicts, okay, and uh, let's see, we'll just go to it, and then we'll go from there. All right. Okay, here we go. This is from a website called Light on Light. It's lightonlight.education forward slash, (coughs) excuse me, folks. Deagle Organization predicts mass global depopulation of 50 to 80 by 2025. Take all those words and put um, hyphens in between them, and you'll be able to get there. Okay, and if you want to write to them, um, you could write to info at lightonlight underscore dot underscore education. Okay, that's weird. Okay. So what's this Deagle organization? Well, let's look at it and see because they're – now, you're going to hear this, and, and they're, they're going to categorically say that they're not in bed with any of the uh, organizations like the CIA, the FBI, the NHS uh, – oh, excuse me um, – any of the spy agencies, and they're going to disavow all that stuff. But, you know, how did they get this prediction? Okay, it's a prediction. Okay, I don't think so. I think they heard something somewhere and that they're claiming that it's a prediction, but it's not. Okay, now it's just my opinion. That's kind of fun to say anymore. Um, Okay, the article, Deagle Organization predicts massive global depopulation of 50 to 80 percent by 2025. This this date, 2025, is coming up more and more, folks, more and more. Um, It's almost like... uh, the, it's going to be like what we would consider the center of the tribulation period, you know, where you're going from kind of like a, a mellow persecution to a really bad persecution. This is like 2025 is like the middle of that. You know, you go from bad to worse. So, but it's all culminating by 2025. So, um, okay, let's read this thing. I want to see if there's an author. Um no. Uh-uh. Okay. I know it was posted May 31st, 2021. Okay. So we'll go there and just go to the website for verification. 
All right. Historically, a change is in the economic paradigm. Deagle organization predicts massive global depopulation of 50 to 80% by 2025. Um, and that's at deagle.com, D-E-A-G-E-L.com. Do not go to D-E-A-G-L-E.com because you won't find this stuff, okay? And I doubt that you'll find this too. I've heard that this was removed. And I don't know who asked them to remove it, but I've got my ideas, and I'm sure you do too. Okay, there's a lot of bullet points here. So first one, Deagle, a true intelligence organization for the U.S. government, predicts a massive 50 to 80% global depopulation by 2025. Few people are familiar with this website, and even more say that the organization does not legitimately exist. Despite the overwhelming removal of its significance, WikiLeaks documents reveal that it was legitimately used as a reference material in the Stratfor report on the technology capabilities of the North People's Republic of Korea. Second bullet. According to its own website, Daigle provides news and information on international military, aviation, and advanced technologies. The website contains articles from 2003, but little is known about the real owners. Many online researchers have mistakenly confused this site with DEAGLE.com, which is owned by Edwin A. Daigle, Jr., Assistant to the Secretary of Defense and Assistant Secretary of the Defense. So this must have been during the Trump administration. Oh, no, 2021. It would have been Biden. Okay, next bullet. Deagle's report, primarily, particularly the aforementioned research on North Korea, were also provided to the president during presidential briefings. Deagle thus provides information which is then used by global intelligence communities and governments. Here's a partial list of the known Deagle partners and customers according to their own websites. The NSA, National Security Agency, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, Organizations for Economic Cooperation and Development, uh, the acronym for that is OECD, um, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, the OSCE, the Russian Defense Procurement Agency, Stratfor, and the World Bank and the United Nations. <clears throat> these are some pretty heavy hitters that are using these people for information, folks. So if they're getting information or giving information, perhaps they're getting information too. And you'll see why when we get down to these lists. Next bullet. The advantage of these forecasts is that Daigle's site has no conflict of interest in these forecasts. Yeah, right. Uh, they are literally they are literally mer- literally mercenaries. The site analyzes which budgets will be allocated to which markets to purchase military aircraft. That's all that really matters to them. These forecasts are based on the reconciliation of various pub- publicly available reports from institutions such as the CIA, uh, the I- IMF, or the International Monetary Fund, and the UN. So every time the IMF makes a decision, they're getting stuff from Daigle. Interesting. Who's running what? <laughs> they also can include a small amount of data from a variety of dark sources, such as web gurus. But all these sources are on the Internet. The list is constantly evolving. Forecasts of population growth or decline, military spending and purchasing power, parity across countries around the world, and have fluctuated somewhat. But since 2015, one prediction has not changed. China will be the largest economy in the planet on 2025. <clears throat> yeah, big surprise, right? 
Yeah, and Biden is letting that happen. All right. Anyway, so we have here, <clears throat> if you're, <clears throat> wow, sorry, folks. If you're, um, if you're listening and not watching, uh, we have uh, several lists here, and they are from Daigle. And the first one's of Canada. And basically, um, it has things like currency, uh, year, population, surface of, you know, surface area, density of uh, population, gross domestic product. The GDP per capita, purchase power parity, budget, military budget, imports and exports, okay? So remember this, I think it's from 2017, these lists are, okay? So these predate the pandemic, and they predate 2025 for sure. Okay, so in Canada, the year 2017, the population was 36 million. I'm just going to give two figures, okay? The population was 36 million, and the gross domestic product was 1.6 trillion. Daigle predicts that in 2025, the population will be 26 million. That's 10 million less than 2017, and the GDP will be 1.1 trillion. So they're going to lose 0.5 trillion or 500 million dollars. So, anyway, that's a small one. Okay, let's go to the United Kingdom here. Um, let's see, population 66 million in 2017, uh, gross domestic product 2.6 trillion. Now, according to Daigle, their prediction, population is 15 million. You do the math on it, 50, 25, 35, 45, 55. Over 50 million people are going to be gone, according to Daigle, in 2025. Um, yeah, okay, that's right. And the gross domestic product went down 197 billion from 2.6 trillion. Why? Because all the taxpayers are gone, and everybody that did anything is gone. Okay. And we get to the good old USA. Okay. I think most of you that listen are here, but um, let's see. The year 2017 population 327 million. Gross domestic product 19 trillion dollars. <throat> Okay, forecast for 2025, population 100 million. That's 200 and uh, 100 and, um, no, 207 or 227 million people are supposed to not be here by 2025, folks. Um, and the density is, so excuse me, the gross domestic product is 2.4 trillion, down from 19 trillion. Okay, that's a drastic uh, figure. Then we go to Germany, Deutschland. Um, let's see, population 81 million in 2017. Gross domestic product 3.7 trillion. Forecast for 2025, 28 million. So three, 51, 53 million people aren't going to be around. And gross domestic product 621 billion, down from 3.7 trillion. That's a lot. And for some reason, it's got Germany again. Why? I have no idea, but they're the same figures as we just read, okay? Then we go to France. Vive la France. Okay. Population, 67 million in 2017. Gross domestic product, 2.6 trillion. Forecast for 2025, population, 39 million. Wow. That's what, 32 million people? Yeah. Um, and gross domestic product, 1.1 trillion down from uh, 2.6 trillion. 
And then we go to Australia. It's the last country that they have here. They do this for every country around the world, folks. But these are the, first of all, they're allies of the United States. And second of all, they're, they're the heavy hitters when it comes to economies. Okay. So Australia, 2017, the population was 23 million. Gross domestic product, 1.4 trillion. Forecast for 2025, population 15 million. That's what, 8 million people? And uh, gross domestic product, $427 billion. Five, that's $900 million less. Okay. Okay, massive global depopulation of 50, 80, 50 to 80% according to Daigle. Okay, another bullet point. The highly regarded intelligence organization has bleak prospects for the United States in years to come, including an 81% decline in its population from 327 million in 2017 to 100 million in 2025. In fact, it predicted a similar cataclysmic fate for the UK, Australia, Germany, Japan, Denmark, and other U.S. allies. For example, according to Daigle, the population of France will decrease from 67 million inhabitants to, in 2017 to 31 or 39 million in 2025. That of England will decrease from 66 million to 15 million. That of Australia from 23 million to 15 million. And that journey from 81 million to 28 million, while the population of Canada will um, decrease from 36 million to t- in 2017 to 26 million in 2025. I know that's what we just went over looking at those um, those graphs, but I, it just needs to be accentuated. Next bullet to make matters even stranger: on, a statement on Daigle's prediction page apparently claims that the population movements are due to suicide and assures us that this organization is not a merchant of death or satanic worship. Yeah, okay. Tens of millions of people are going to commit suicide. I don't believe that. Okay. Next bullet. Historically, a shift in economy's paradigm has resulted in a death toll uh, seldom highlighted by the mainstream historians. When the transition from rural areas to large cities occurred in Europe, many people unable to accept the new paradigm committed suicide. Yeah, but I don't think all of them did. (laughs) They committed suicide by a psychological factor. This is not common, but it is true. A new crisis combines old, well-known models with new ones. We are not a dealer in death or or in satanic worship or in weapons, as they are rumors floating around the Internet about this. Excuse me. Next bullet. Take into account the forecast is nothing more than a model, whether it is wrong or correct. It is not the word of God or some magical device that predicts the future. And that's their their comment from Dangle.com. Your disclaimer maybe is a better word. Next bullet. Most of the economic and demographic data used to make the forecast are widely available from institutions such as the CIA, IMF, UN, U.S. government, etc., yeah, all the people that are planning the demise of everybody else. Okay, next bullet is a long one. There's a tiny fraction of data coming from a variety of shadow sources, such as Internet gurus, uh, unsigned reports, and others. But all these sources come from the Internet, are in the public domain for at least a minority. Um, for example, several years ago, Dagong, the Chinese-rated uh, agency, uh, published a report analyzing the physical economy of states by comparing it to that of China, Germany, and Japan. The conclusion was that the U.S. GDP was between 5,000 and 10, or excuse me, 5,000 and uh, 10, 
thousand billion instead of the fifteen trillion uh, as the USG USG um, officially stated. Sorry, we assume that the official data, especially economic data published by governments, are false or distorted to some extent. Historically, it is well known that the for- former Soviet Union drew up false statistics years before its collapse. The West and other countries are now inventing their numbers to hide the real situation. We are sure that many uh, people can find government statistics in, in their own country, which, through their own personal experience, are hard to believe or are so optimistic that they may belong to another country. Yeah, doesn't that sound like the Biden administration? We're all doing great. We're all doing fine. I went to the store the other day, folks, to buy food. My goodness. My buying power has decreased by about 50%. Um, my wife's recognized it, too. You can't. And if you go to a fast food restaurant, something that used to cost you $12 is now like $22. That's a good incentive. It gets you away from the fast food places. But, yeah. Next bullet. Despite the quantity of digital data, there is quality model that does not translate directly into digital data. The 2014 strain of Ebola um, has a death rate of 50 to 60 percent. But try to imagine what would happen if there was an Ebola pandemic with hundreds of thousands of, or millions of people infected with the virus. So far, a few cases of people infected with the Ebola virus have benefited from intensive uh, health care with antiviral and respiratory assistance, but most abundant human support from doc, but mostly with abundant human support from doctors and nurses. In a pandemic scenario, this type of health care would not be available for the overwhelming number of the infected, leading to dramatic increase in the death rate due to the lack of appropriate health care. The quality factor is that the death rate could increase by 80 to 90 percent in a pandemic scenario from a reported rate of 50 to 60%. The number itself does not matter. What is relevant is the fact that the scenario may, may evolve beyond the initial conditions of 50% balance sheet over 90 over 90%. Um, by the way, no pandemic or nuclear war is included in the forecast. Yeah, they so they tell you. Okay. Um, I don't think everybody's going to off themselves. <laughs> I really don't. Um, the key to understanding the process, the key to understanding the process America will enter the next decade is migration. In the past, especially in the 20th century, the key factor that enabled the United States to achieve its state status as colossus with immigration was the benefit of the population expanding favorable credit expansion and brain drain. The rest of the world <clears throat> for the benefit of the states. The collapse of the Western financial system will wipe out the standard of living for its people while putting an end to the Ponzi schemes such as the stock market and pension funds. The population will be hit so hard by the full array of bubbles and Ponzi schemes that the migration engine will start to work in reverse acceleration due to ripple effects leading to the demise of the states. Uh, The situation invisible to states will cascade with unprecedented and devastating effects on the economy. The offshoring of jobs will surely end with many American companies relocating abroad, thus becoming foreign companies. Well, hasn't that happened a lot uh, already? We see a significant portion of the American population migrating to Latin America and Asia while the migration to Europe suffering from similar illnesses 
will not be relevant. Nonetheless, <clears throat> the death toll will be horrendous. Take into account the population of the Soviet Union was poorer than Americans today or even then. The ex-Soviets suffered during the, ne the next struggle in the 1990s with a significant death toll and loss of national pride. Could we say twice the pride, twice the fall? Nope. The American standard of living is one of the highest, well over double that of the Soviets, while adding a service economy that will accommodate the financial system. When retirees see the retirement disappearing in front of their eyes and, the, and there are no service jobs, you can imagine what will happen next. At least young people can migrate. Never in human history have there been so many elders in the population. Over the past centuries, people have been, un, been fortunate enough to reach their 30s and 40s. America's downfall is expected to be much worse than that of the Soviet Union, a confluence of crisis with a devastating result. <clears throat> the Democrat, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, the voice is starting to go, but the reading is almost done, I think. Yeah, okay. The demographic crisis in former Soviet Union countries extended far more than two decades if we admit that it ended at the beginning of the decade, the 2010s. Uh, the demographic crisis will hit the world in the near future and is expected to last between three and eight decades, decades, um, more or less depending on technological advances and environmental issues. The consequences is more like, likely a frozen picture with the number of populations remaining the same for a very, very long period of time. Countries, ex countries expect population figures to reflect births, deaths, and migratory movements. Many countries will increase their gross populations as a result of immigration, while their indigenous populations may decrease. Okay, next bullet. Over the past 2,000 years, we have seen Western civilizations built around the Mediterranean Sea move to Northern Europe, then in the mid-20th century move to the Atlantic Axis and finally focus on the United States. United for the past 30 years, the next step will see civilizations centered in Asia and Russia and China at the top. Historically, a shift in the economic paradigm has resulted in the death toll that is seldom highlighted by mainstream historians. When a transition from rural areas to large cities occurred in Europe, here we go again, many people unable to accept the paradigm committed suicide. They committed suicide by a psychological factor. This is not common, but true. The new crisis combines old, well-known models with new ones. <laughs> I hate reading double things. Um, sorry to disappoint many of you with our forecast. Uh, they have worsened more and more each year <clears throat> since the start of the pre-crisis of 2007. <clears throat> okay. It is already said that the site, that this site is a nonprofit built on free time, and we provide our information and services as is, without others, explanations and or guarantees. We are not tied to, here we go again, we are not tied to any government in any way. Yeah, but you're tied to outside organizations in governments. <laughs> um, we are not a dealer in death or in satanic worship or in weapons, as they are rumors floating around the Internet about this. Be aware that the forecast is nothing more than a model whether it is wrong or correct, it is not the word of God or some magical device that predicts the future. Okay. Pretty interesting, huh, folks? <laughs> kind of bleak. 
again, I'll remind you that even they say that it's, you know, it, it could be or could not be, okay? But something makes me think that they've got an insider and maybe maybe an insider in the CIA, an insider in a, um, in a lot of these different organizations. And uh, maybe they get fed things from time to time where they know what's going to happen ahead of time. Um, it's interesting that, you know, this population thing, uh, they're predicting to go to 2025. But listen to this. If, if the pandemic, right, if the pandemic, or I should say the, the, the shot, the kill shot was started started to be given in 2021, and it's still given today. But it started in 2021, and the people that were <clears throat> really sick have gone already. That means that the rest of them, little by little, are going to be gone by 2025, and that could relate in the into the millions. It really could. Um, I don't know. I'm not here to predict you know, massive death or anything like that. But um, if something does happen, you'll know why. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, well, let's move on. <clears throat> the next thing we're going to look at, God willing, and the creek don't rise. All right, let's see. Is it this one? Yeah. All right. We're going to look at a little video. That'll that'll allow my, my uh, voice to maybe get a little better in the time that we're given here. Okay. And the name of this article is World Economic Forum Partners. You know who the World Economic Forum is with Klaus uh, Schwab and what is it, Yuval Harari? Yuval Noah Harari? The, the Antichrist and the False Prophet, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but... Um, Anyway, let's look and see who their partners are, the people that are, are giving them money or who are endorsing what they're doing. And um, the, quiz, the list is quite hard, uh, large. excuse me. And this was put on uh, Rumble by Non-Vaxxer 420, um, published on August 15, 2022, so it's not that old. It's already had 2,000 to 35 views. Okay, let us, let us embark on this journey. Um, by the way, the um, the sound level might be a little low on this, so while this video is on, you may, not necessarily, but you may need to turn it up. New okay. United Nations strategy aims at countering viral hatred, COVID-19 conspiracy theories. Secretary General says, urging world to unite against the virus. I wonder, could they be talking about the 17 goals for the 2030 agenda? that people have read the documents of and they're starting to think that it's a depopulation agenda and they want to bring the entire world down to 1 billion people from 7.5 by 2030 and they're using a whole bunch of different NGO nonprofits and government entities and corporations in order to do so through these 17 different agendas could they be talking about those conspiracy theories? You know, the ones where all of these companies are connecting through the World Economic Forum and they all sit together and they talk about these 17 different agendas and how they're going to carry them out. This World Economic Forum? 
this World Economic Forum? Go down to the partners here. There's some really interesting partners. Let's go check some different letters out. P. Let's check out P. Hmm. That's an interesting partner. Pfizer vaccines. Some really interesting partners. Some more over here. Anyways, there's a whole alphabet of partners. Let's go check out some more pretty interesting partners that those conspiracy theorists um, keep talking about. Moderna, I see it right there. Moderna. Kill shots. Huh. Just like Pfizer. That's an interesting partner. Isn't it? It's not a coincidence, though. That's kind of interesting, too. That's a little interesting. Advocates of the vaccine. And you got every single bank throughout this alphabet invested in the World Economic Forum 2030 agenda. There's another interesting partner. A vaccine creator. Doesn't seem to be any conflicts of interest there or anything. No. Nothing like that going on at all. Let's let's go check out some different letters. Johnson and Johnson. Vaccine manufacturer. Another interesting partner that the conspiracy theorists are all talking about and saying they're all interconnected to the world economic forum and they're all taking part in this crazy 2030 agenda and they want to depopulate the earth and it's just these 13 different bloodlines that are super rich and own everything in the world that are going to live in the end and those crazy conspiracy theories talking all that crazy stuff there's some uh, really interesting partners here anyways, guys. Um, you know. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. A lot of the same names that keep popping up out there in the conspiracy theory world. That Big surprise there. About, um, <clears throat> the World Economic Forum. Well, look at that. BlackRock, Blackstone Group. There was another one that I noticed too that was really interesting and it had to do with Canada. What was that one? That, oh, oh, oh I know what it is. 
wonder if Mr. Trudeau can explain that one. Yeah, I've got to look up this list. Hmm. Anyways, I'll just um leave the link directly to their partners page here, and all you gotta do is scroll to the bottom of the page and you have a whole alphabet of uh, list of partners that are partnered on with this 2030 depopulation agenda um, that now you can start boycotting and stop purchasing from. Anyways... Weird. Those crazy conspiracy theorists. They're all just liars because there's no way that the World Economic Forum that doesn't even exist is connected with the United Nations 2030 agenda for depopulation of the, the Earth. There, there's no way that our governments would do that to us. No way. No way. No way. There's just no way. The big bet for 2030. Focus 2030. No, you're lying. There's no way. I won't There's believe COVID it. There's COVID vaccine adverse I will not believe it. It's just not true. Wow. It's got all the deaths the and everything in it. The government wants to take care of wow. me. Yeah, right. The government's just worried about my health. It's wow, just rules. Myocarditis. Not so hard to follow. It's just another two week lockdown. 14,486 shingles cases. They really, they wouldn't try to kill us. There's no way. They would never try to kill us. Yeah. Why would they do that? Graph is off the scale on the deaths. They need us to make money. All the deaths reported of errors by year. Not like they have an artificial intelligence that could take over for us or anything like that. No, they need us to make money. They absolutely need us. They would not try to kill us. No way, no how. It would be so obvious. Another graph about deaths. Nobody would go for it. I'm trying to read for you guys that can't see. You don't know what you're talking about. Bears reports. I don't believe the bears reports anyway. I think they're very. That I think if you hold the planet, a dream that we had together with my leadership team when we started in 19. Uh, the first week we met in January of 19 in California and to set up the goals for the next five years. And one of them was by 2023, we will reduce the number of people in the world by 50%. I think today this dream is becoming a reality. I think one lesson which we take out of this uh, crisis is this notion of mutual interdependence. Because even as individuals, we had to be, take care not to infect someone else and not to be infected. And the same we have to apply now on a global level. As long as not everybody is vaccinated, nobody will be safe. 
And COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimate total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far is corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We now see mass surveillance established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet. Above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? Yeah. Now humans are you go? developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. I know that in recent years, we saw populist politicians undermining deliberately the trust that people have in important institutions like universities, like respectable media outlets. These populist politicians told people that, say, scientists are this small elite. This now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it. But nobody understood biology well enough. And nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer just, just a, notice how he's, he's talking about the Gestapo and the KGB, how they couldn't do it. He fails to mention the CIA and other, and other uh, free world organizations, supposedly free world. Um, so that shows you right away that they're implicit in doing this. Okay. Yes, the KGB and the Gestapo couldn't do it because they lacked the technology. Well, there are other countries that lack the technology, too, in our modern age. But the CIA and uh, the NSA and other organizations in the free world, uh, you name it. The French have a CIA. The Germans have the Stasi. The, um, the Israelis have the Mossad. He doesn't mention any of those, okay? I think that's quite interesting. Uh, he didn't mention the um, OSS, the precursor of the CIA. Okay, he could have, but he didn't. 
Um, just, I find it kind of interesting. Let's continue. Hunger, mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. Data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. And if indeed we succeed in hacking and engineering life, this will be not just the greatest revolution in the history of humanity, this will be the greatest revolution in biology since the very beginning of life, four billion years ago. For four billion years, nothing fundamental changed in the basic rules of the game of life. All of life, for four billion years, dinosaurs, amoebas, tomatoes, humans, all of life was subject to the laws of natural selection and to the laws of organic biochemistry. But this is now about to change. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the same time, science may enable life after being confined to, for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. So after four billion years of organic life shaped by natural selection, we are entering the era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. So does the data about my DNA, my brain, my body, my life, does it be to me or to some corporation, human, or perhaps to the human collective? Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. That's over. Over. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized. Everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do good reforms that in normal times people will never agree to. But in a crisis, you see we have no chance. So, 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 so let's do it. Vaccine won't help us go the to the test, of course. The vaccine will help <laughs> us, of course. It will make things you know, more manageable. Surveillance, people could look back in 100 years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin, which I think is maybe the most important development of the 21st century, is this ability 
to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it, and understand people better than they understand themselves. You know, I'd like to give him a couple of things under his skin. <laughs> um, he uses that phrase a lot, and it's annoying. But I wanted you to you hear the things he's saying about some God in heaven, some God above the clouds. That's that's past thing. Uh, Jesus rising from the dead. That's false. That's fake news. Okay. This just hit me as we were listening to this. Um, it says in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, and I think it's going to get worse, okay? It's going to be like using profanities against the Most High. Um, but it says here, and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. This is interesting. I'm going to look at this scripture later and try to figure it out. And they shall be given unto his hand until a time, times, and a dividing of the times. Uh, two and a half years, literally. Okay. Um, yeah, two and a half years. Three and a half years. I'm sorry, three and a half years. A time is one year, times is two, and a half a time is a half a year. So three and a half years. Sorry. Um, anyway, this is a prophecy that was given to Daniel about our times. Okay. It's uh, very, you got to read through the book of Daniel, man. It's it's like almost like science fiction. Um, some of the things that happened, you know, it's uh, it's quite interesting. But, uh, of course, it's, it's not science fiction. It's prophecy, and it's... Uh, and it's a message from the Most High uh, that we need to get our lives straightened out because he's coming soon. Okay, let's go. Let's continue here. There's only a little bit left to go. I hope you can put up with this Harari guy a little longer because he's, I don't know, like I said, him and Schwab, the, the beast and the false prophet. Here we go. So this, I believe, is maybe the most important event of the 21st century. One of the features of this fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. The difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. It's you who are changed, yeah, and of yeah. course this has a big impact on your identity. Yeah. And offers certain kinds of possibilities that have to be careful about you know when you began to when you began to do that kind of gene editing some people worry that you are changing what it means to be human that's the problem and, yeah. uh, I, it, uh, of course the new uh, industrial revolution offers us many opportunities but it raises many fold questions on the ethical but even legal uh, implications and we have to be prepared for it, and that's what we want to do in Davos next year. Talk about technology and how the ways it can be deployed, uh, you know, that contribute to growth rather than exacerbate unemployment. How will that implement itself? It's 
a big question mark because uh, there is a fear that uh, technology, robots, uh, just to take yeah. one. Yeah. You get connectivity from machines. Exactly. And they places maybe um, the workforce or jobs faster than we can replace them with new jobs. So, uh, not everybody can be a robot polisher and yes. so on. So yes. there will be new jobs. Okay, that was pretty interesting, huh? It just... <laughs> but these people have plans insidious. I mean, <clears throat> if you understand the the whole picture, um, I, I don't claim to understand the whole picture. Let me get rid of this so it's... Okay. <clears throat> but you got to understand something, is that mankind was made in the image of God, Okay says that in Genesis. So if mankind is made in the image of God, why are these people, why do they want to change mankind? First of all, they're saying God didn't do a good job. <clears throat> and history would tend to maybe back that up, but that's man's fault, not God's. Okay. Second, they're saying that, <clears throat> or they're just showing that, <clears throat> excuse me, I might go full Axe Jones on you here in a second. Um, voice-wise, they're showing that they have a contempt for us being in the image of God, okay? And third, they want to change that so that we're no longer in the image of God. So Satan can say, look what I've created. Well, you've just taken something that was there and changed it. You didn't create anything, schmuck, you know? Um, but... <laughs> It's an attempt to change everything that God has put into place. Uh, change the world. You know, the green <laughs> the green movement. You don't want petroleum anymore. Well, it's common knowledge now that petroleum isn't fossil fuel. If the earth creates it. Okay? And if the earth creates it, God set it up that way. And if God, Yahweh, I should say, set it up that way. And if Yahweh set it up that way, he wants us to use it. And he gives us better technologies Back in the 60s, you talk to anybody that lived in L.A. back in the 60s and early 70s, the, 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 uh, the sky actually got orange, okay? And you couldn't see the San Gabriel Mountains, if you, no matter how hard you try, unless you went up on a hill somewhere, a very high hill. And, um, but today you can see the San Gabriel Mountains. What does that say? Air has gotten cleaner, okay? Um Look at the bottom of cars now in the, in the exhaust line. There's something called the catalytic converter. It turns the exhaust that's coming out of your engine into nitrogen, water, and some other harmless gas. I can't think of it right now. Um, so that improvement's been made. Smokestacks have been cleaned up. They put scrubbers on smokestacks so that smokestacks are only expelling steam and nothing else. People have gone out of their way to make this environment better. And the skies in America are cleaner than many other parts of the world, including China and India, the two grossest polluters in the entire world. And if you're living in India and watching this, I'm sorry to use you as an example, but you guys are an example, okay? And um, and so what happens to that? Hey, that stuff gets sucked up in the jet stream, and it gets broadcast all over the world so that it makes the whole world look like it's dirty, but it's not, okay? The rivers in North America used to be polluted, Um over in New Jersey, the Passaic River used to have an oil film on it continuously. 
and I think it may have caught fire at one time. I'm not, I don't remember that, but um, it seems it's, it's back in my back of my memory. And um, I had a cousin that they were having a kegger out there on the on one side of the Passaic River. Somebody dared him to jump in and swim across. He did that and swam back. Well, he had a bunch of leeches on him when he got out, but he had a whole bunch of oil and stuff on him. That's how dirty the rivers are. To this day, I mean, to this day in um, in North Jersey, you can go swimming, you can go fishing in the Passaic River. You can fish the Hudson River, and they're saying that the fish coming out of the Hudson River are clean again. And I'm talking about between New York and New Jersey, not way up on the Hudson, okay? So things have definitely gotten better, but because there's a couple of upstart states in the world, things look bad, and they're using those people to punish us. Remember in class when you are in school, some idiot did something really stupid, and the teacher said, who did that? Well, he didn't want to narc on the guy, right? So the teacher said, okay, because nobody's saying anything, I'm going to punish the whole class. Well, what were your choices? If you said something, you got beat up on a playground, right? If you didn't say anything, the teacher's beating you up. So anyway, that's that's the way the world is, you know? And and when you can't speak up, you 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 let the other people speak up that are on the other side. And what do they say? The person that has the loudest voice wins, right? Anyway, this kind of stuff just gets me worked up, this whole green energy thing. And and uh, <laughs> I don't know if, if I mentioned this on the air. I think I may have a while back. But this knucklehead we have as a governor here, Kate Brown, the brown stain, she, um, she's all for, she wants electric cars everywhere. She tried to put through a measure a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago now, where anybody that had a diesel vehicle had to get a new diesel vehicle if their car was older than 2008. And now we're talking about farm vehicles, too. Now, Oregon's one of the major industries here is farming, okay, and the logging industry. What do they use? They use chainsaws. They use uh, diesel trucks, diesel tractors. Uh, farmers use diesel tractors. Um, you know, you have trucks going up and down the highway, taking all these produce and stuff to market. And so she wanted to eliminate um, diesels if they were so old. Well, <clears throat> talk to your average farmer. He's not rich, okay? Average farmers are you're basic, just like me and you. You know, we have a little bit of money, and sometimes not. But um, and and we like to use that to maybe buy. You know, take your wife out to dinner from time to time or or do something like that. But the way they're setting it up, you can't even do that anymore. But um, so anyway, everybody got together and, and you know, challenged that and everything. Well, that kind of got dropped. That's um, Because think of your average farmer, if he's got to sell his equipment and buy new equipment, because most of this stuff is older than it would have been 2008, right, older than that, and he um, – he can't afford to go out and buy new equipment, so his farm dies. And then some schmuck like Bill Gates comes and picks up the farm and buys it and doesn't produce anything on it, you know? It's really a, 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 an ingenious plan that they have. Well, anyway, so Kate Brown went, oh, yeah, electric cars. We all have to get electric cars. Buy electric, buy electric. So anyway, some people started complaining about the salmon coming up on the Klamath River. That's in southern Oregon, almost at the California border. Matter of fact, I... I think it crosses into California before it goes out in the ocean. And uh, there's several, I think, eight hydroelectric dams on the Klamath. Now, all this time, the salmon have had no trouble getting up that river because they make salmon ladders, you know, and they climb up the salmon ladder, ladders. And um, 
So no trouble whatsoever getting up the rivers. But Cape Brown wants to get rid of, uh, what was it, seven of the eight dams so that the salmon can get up the river easier, you know. And, but she wants electric cars. So how do you make electricity without hydroelectric? These people are insane, folks. They are friggin' insane. And they need to be voted out of office yesterday. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Okay, I want to look at um, another video called Warning It Looks Like the Next Step Will Be Completed in 2025. That year is getting more and more popular, and it's coming out more and more. Okay. So let me pick that one. Okay, and then we'll go down here and then go here. If you've ever had this feeling that something was terribly wrong with the world that we live in, but you couldn't figure out just what it was, then you've come to the right place. Secret societies, mystery religions, and the Illuminati have been controlling our reality since the beginning of time. But not anymore, because there is an awakening happening, and you are about to become a part of it. Wake up, because this is a call for an uprising. This is a call for an uprising. Welcome to today's show. I wanted to cover this topic because trending recently has been Save the Planet by 2025. If you haven't heard about it, it's this big thing from the intergovernmental um, <laughs> panel on climate change, the IPCC, and they've been talking about how we're doomed and a lot is going to happen by 2025 if we don't act now. And, of course, we know what that means. Nobody's acting because there's nothing to act on. It just means that they're preparing people for something to occur. And then I'm going to mix in and show you some of this stuff that people point out on the website, callforanuprising.com, about population well, depopulation and things that Deagle reported on years ago about what the population would be by 2025 and who would be to blame. There's of course, Deagle they'll again. blame the outbreak and they'll blame climate change and nobody will ever blame their government, even though they have the Georgia Guidestones under full protection telling everybody what the real Ten Commandments of America are because this is Babylon telling everybody that we need to have the population down very, very far to 500 million people. To, you know, <laughs> well, when you're in the uh, billion range, 8 billion or so, which we're not at right now, but well, we're pretty close still. Well, who knows, give or take, what's happening to those who are taking the potion who are just vanishing off the face of the earth pretty quickly. They Obviously, we know the goal's always been to take the population number down. But let's start with this. The climate change IPCC is prepping people, of course. What are they prepping people for? Something to occur by 2025. The dangers of climate change have been well reported for years, but... What's had less attention is how the world could effectively tackle the issue. Yesterday, UN scientists laid out a plan that they believe could help people avoid the worst impacts of rising temperatures. The report by the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change essentially calls for a revolution in how we produce energy and power our world. To avoid dangerous warning carbon emissions, blah, 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 even when technology to pull CO2 from the air will still be needed to keep temperatures down, then they go on to recommend what the IPCC says. And they say keeping the world under 1.5 degrees Celsius requires emissions to peak by 2025, the researchers say, and shrink by 43% by the end of this decade. 43%. So pretty much to say half of it, right? 
Well, it'll decrease when they have half that population number down. And that brings me into what Deagle has reported on. Deagle, which people use to check out, you know, what the, the forecast is of, you know, countries and stuff. And this is 2017. You could look at America here. There's other countries as well, and there's worldwide figures on the side. You could see the U.S. dollar in 2017. About how much? Let's see. 327 million is the population. The, uh, the population will be down 100 million, right? And pretty bizarre that they think that with the advancements in modern technology that we have, right? We're not supposed to have the population down, are we? Huh. Oh, right, right. The people who control the technology and all that stuff, actually their goal is to have the population down. But usually year after year after year, especially with advancements in medicine and science, the population would continuously go up unless, of course, somebody like this, who doesn't like population very much, got his hands on something. In this year's annual letter, Melinda and I take the toughest questions we get asked and give our answers. One that's come up for a long time is, as we make the world healthier, is the population going to get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment is going to be impossible. Here we can see a chart that looks at the total world population over the last several hundred years. And at first glance, this is a bit scary. We go from less than a billion in 1800, and then three, four, five, six, and 7.4 billion where we are today is happening even faster. So Melinda and I wondered whether providing new medicines and keeping children alive, would that create more of a population problem? What we found out is that as health improves, families choose to have less children. And this effect is very, very dramatic. We find that in every country of the world, this is repeated. Okay, I got to stop this and ask you guys. Those of you who have common sense, okay, if you... <clears throat> had good health care, which most of us do, and you were able to have as many children as you wanted to, would you quit having children? My answer is no. <clears throat> okay? It doesn't make sense. Because you would be able to afford health care, you would be able to have healthier children, and so you would want to have more kids to prosper and grow. So someone might ask, well, why is the pop, why does everybody want to have 2.7 children now or two children or 1.7 or whatever it is? Well, the thing is you can't afford to have kids anymore. It's not that the health care is bad. It's that the economy stinks. Okay. It's, it's, if you can only, especially nowadays, if you can only afford you, your wife, and maybe one child, you, it would be financial suicide to have an extra child. Now, back in the day when, when health care was bad, of course, or there was the good health care that we have now, people had extra children so that if two or three of them died, the family name could, could uh, remain constant. Uh, you know, you, you would produce children to carry on your name. Um, you would produce children to take over your farm duties and everything else because you're going to get old someday and Somebody's got to take over the farm, right? 
So that's why they did it back then. But nowadays, if you're working any kind of job, let's back up about five years because hardly anybody's working any kind of job anymore. Let's say 2015, you know, things are, you know, let's 2018 because Trump was in office and the economy was great. Okay. So if that were to continue over and over and over again and healthcare was halfway decent, no, people would enjoy having more kids. Okay. And it's just the way it is. Uh, yes, you have your irresponsible people out there that just want to fool around and not have kids. I get that. Okay. But the people that want to have them would want to have more. Okay, that's the way I feel. That's the thing if I were to ask anybody sane out there the way they think about it, they would give me the same answer. Okay, so Bill Gates is a, a deceptive fool. That's what he is. If he believes that himself, he's he's a moron. And if he wants you to get to believe, get it. To, if he wants to get you to believe it, and you believe it, then hence that, that's the same way. Okay. Um, anyway, let's continue with this because I think it's. We got to watch uh, Billy and Melinda make a fool out of themselves yet again. I, I just can't wait till this guy stands before the maker of heaven and earth in heaven at the great white throne judgment. I mean, it'd be nice if he got saved, but I, I don't know. Well, let's just say he stands before the white throne judgment at the end, and um, he tries to argue his way. <laughs> well, you know, I um, I created this vaccine that would kill people so that. We could have less people on earth and, and everybody would have a better life. <laughs> like, or or the what he's trying to prove here. You know, uh, well, you know what? I figured that uh, with when people have better health care, they don't want to make as many children. You know, oh, my goodness. Why God puts up with this race, I have no idea. Human race is uh, totally corrupt, except for a scant few. Okay, so let's continue on with this and see what Billy Boy has The population growth goes down as we improve health. So we've taken that chart that shows the global population growth, and we've actually extended it out all the way to 2100. And we can see that instead of continuing, it actually flattens out. Another way to see that is through this rate of population growth. And you can see that in the 60s, that reached a pretty high number, over 2% per year, and it's now come way, way down. Now, 11 billion people still a lot, but the good news is that the faster we improve health, the faster family size goes down, and so we can feel great. Okay, I got to interject it here again. Now, <clears throat> I know that you that are listening can't see this graph. But he's projecting it out to the year 2100 and showing that there would be 11 billion people on Earth. Okay? And he says that 11 pe billion people isn't great, but it would be okay. So how come 7.5 billion today isn't okay? How come he wants to reduce that number to 500 million like the other schmucks that are in power? And which means that he's got an agenda. If 11.2 would be okay with good health care, okay, and we have pretty decent health care still in the United States. I realize around the world it's not so great, but why don't we start trying to help them to get better health care instead of trying to cull the whole race, you know? So he, he speaks double talk. 11.2 is okay, but 7.5 is not good. 
Um, I, I, I give up. Here, let's listen to this fool and there's some other stuff too. About saving those lives. Oh, well, thanks for that, Bill. So, of course, I mean, people hear stuff like that. That's from 2018. And nobody, and I've used that clip before, nobody's suspicious at all, right? When this guy's the face of something that occurs, and then he's openly saying that, should we even give medicine to people who are sick? Because won't that cause overpop? <laughs> yeah, that's a great mindset, Bill. Let's give you the keys to the entire uh outbreak situation that we just occurred of course and we had event 201 which who do you think was behind it and funded it but again when you live in this time period of people who are more concerned about trying to define like i keep saying what a woman is you know what the mindset of this absolute insane society is so when you look at some of the things that daigle predicted they said massive global depopulation by 2025 so when the IPCC and the UN come out and they're talking about t- by 2025, if we don't have emissions at this certain number, which we know we're never going to get to anyway, um, they will use that as an excuse for why the numbers are down. They'll mix in, of course, the outbreak, and they will never mix in what really would cause it, which is what ha- what came from the outbreak, what people did to themselves. So the global depopulation of 50 to 80 percent by 2025. Daigle, uh, which is an intelligence organization for the U.S. government, predicts a massive 50 to 80 percent global depop by 2025. Few people are familiar with this website, and even more say the organization does not legitimately exist. Despite the overwhelming removal of its significance, WikiLeaks documents revealed that it was legitimately used as a reference material in a Stratford report on the technological capabilities of the North Pole's Republic of Korea. According to its own site, Deagle provides news and information on international military, aviation, and advanced technologies. The website contains articles from 20, 2003, but little is known about the real owners, just kind of like the Georgia Guidestones, even though we have, you know, a fake story. What's the guy's name? Joe Smith, John Smith, John Doe might as well be. Um, Deagle reports particularly the aforementioned research uh, duh, duh, duh. The advance of these forecasts is that Deagle's site has no conflict of interest in these forecasts. They are literally mercenaries. The site analyzes which budgets will be allocated to which markets to purchase military aircraft, and that's all that really matters to them. These forecasts are based on the re- reconciliation of various publicly available reports from institutions such as the CIA, the IMF, and the UN. They also include a small amount of data from a variety of dark sources such as web gurus, blah, 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 blah. And then you can see the number on the side, too with the population going down from 7.4 billion in 2017 to be projected at 6.9 billion by 2025. And look, there have been, I mean, we've talked about this forever. There have been countless people who are in positions of power in this country who have talked about the need to get the population down. And still these imbeciles don't listen to what they say. They let these people have positions of power instead of the people rising up against these so-called chosen or elected officials? Actually, no, because Gates isn't somebody who was elected. You have, you know, Ted Turner. Oh, my goodness, Ted Turner. Who who created the most, um, what's the term, a lopsided worst news network in the history of the world? Oh, that would be Ted Turner. He created CNN. Right? So what do you, I mean, the highly, let me read some more stuff from this just so you have an idea. This highly regarded intelligence organization has a bleak prospect for the United States in the years to come, including an 81% decline in its population from 327 million in 2017 to 100 million in 2025. In fact, it predicated a similar catastrophic fate for the UK, Australia, Germany, Japan, Denmark, and other U.S. allies. 
right? And well, you didn't hear Russia in there either, right? Let's say expand over there on purpose uh, to be, create a bigger superpower. If you haven't figured out what's going on already, pretty clear to see, right? If the governments actually came out and talked about how, well, we don't, we don't want the population to grow and we want to take the citizens down, they'd be in trouble because the military themselves would probably stop protecting these people. But they create something out of a movie, right? You got, the, oh, this country wants to invade that country. This country wants to fight this one. This one's becoming a superpower. China's out of control. They've got all this technology. America's got a buffoon running for, pre you know, not running, sitting and pretending to be the president. Boom. Then when the, when the population continues to go down, you have numerous things on the tip of your finger to blame it on. And, you know, never mention of all these people who have said they want to depopulate, all these uh, things that we've seen, documents, uh, things like the Georgia Guidestones that talk about getting the population down and how there's going to be food shortages and all this stuff. It wasn't because there's going to be. They're doing these things on purpose so they can get the population down, and they're all working together. But if they told everyone that, there that's would right. be an uprising. But that's why they have to create a show. And everybody's been what? Ingrained with this to happen to, at some point because they've had predictive programming their whole lives. Uh, from war to video games and war, Call of Duty and all that stuff. So everything happened. Oh, yeah, this is something that really happens. And this is da 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 da, -da. Countries are really doing this with each other. This is their, oh, there's food shortages. We see that in the movie. We see this. I mean, it's just them telling you what's coming. And if you don't see it at this point, you know, it's going to be too late pretty soon. So Depop is something they've been talking about. 2025, what is around the corner? What is the plan? Because we know we're in phase two now. Right, And there's going to be more and more people who are lining up to get boosts. more and more stories come out. There's going to be many, many things that occur that are going to get the population down over the next couple of years. Now, we know Agenda 2030 is when everything is supposed to be completed by. And 2025, right, right around the corner, what's to occur before Biden's next election? Will they fake Biden's death? Cause more chaos in America. Will they have? Will they do this nonsense with Russia before Biden can leave office? Right. So America's still sitting here vulnerable. Will Biden somehow win the next election, which would make the people rise in this the people in this country go insane because they'd say it's completely rigged, which it's always been, and it's never been a democracy, which they're revealing to everybody now because they want to set up an entire new government, which is a global government. Well, the only way you do that is by destroying the governments that are in place. So how do you do that? Well, you pretend you finally come out and admit that votes don't count or they're rigged elections, they say. When in reality, it's never been an election. They've always been rigged. They've just picked who they want in there, the people who control everything, the Federal Reserve, the Rockefeller Foundation, all these people. They pick who they want and put them there. The people have never had any say in anything, ever, ever. And these people who are in power, they've never worked for the people ever. They've been working to set this up for now. And people have just been distracted for centuries our grandparents, our parents, great-grandparents, you know, people you know, who are no longer with us allowed this to occur because they were happy with the, you know, the economic boom. And, oh, they got it. You know, you could work. Like I keep saying, I said a million times, you know, people like in the 60s, you could bag groceries and be a homeowner, right? They set this up and spoiled people so that they could take the tax money and print money and build this entire world underground that they have build up what they're planning on doing worldwide, do these rituals that they constantly do with children. I mean, all of it was just been happening, 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 and now it's all done. So what do you think they're going to do while it's all set up? Just go, yeah, we don't want to do it anymore. No, 
What you're seeing is them going, it's complete. Now it's time to turn on the citizens. They've had their, we've given them, a, you know, what, spoiled them for long enough. They didn't spoil people because they cared about them. They spoiled them so that they could do what they're about to do. Make them unprepared, dumbed yeah. down, incapable of taking care of themselves, incapable of doing anything that really is of value in this world. So that when this stuff happens, they will, the ones who survive what they do, will turn to Big Brother and just be happy that Big Brother's giving them handouts, like food and things like that. When in reality, they still don't even need people to be here, but they'll have them as their servants. Crazy world we live in. We can openly talk about Depop, people like Billy, and people still can't see what they've done and are continuing to do because it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. Reminder, check out the website at callfornuprising.com. It's $2.99 a month. Right. hope to see everybody over there. I want to thank people on the forum and the website posting great information. Really appreciate the community we've got over there. Of course, I appreciate the people who are on YouTube as well and the support and subbing to all the channels and following me around. I know it's a pain in the butt, uh, but, you know, it's what i got to do to stay here on YouTube. So thank you guys for that. I hope you're all doing well. God bless you and your families. Okay, folks. <clears throat> Pretty interesting stuff, huh? Trying to get this. To, okay, there we go. And I want to see what his name is here on. Um, oh, Kim Osbill. Uh, if you go to Rumble, just type in K-I-M-O-S-B-O-E-L. Okay. And that's his um, his Rumble site. So I want to give credit where credit's due. And down below, it's got a whole bunch of different uh, – I'll leave it here for a second in case you want to freeze the screen and, and look for uh, – he's got a bit shoot page, a couple or three of them. Um, it's got a, uh, a YouTube page, uh, two YouTube pages it looks like. I don't know how he gets away with that. Unless they're, they're defunct now, who knows. Um, okay. Let's shut this off here and then turn this back on. There we go. Got my mug again. <clears throat> so what do we do, folks? What do we do? Well, first of all, and foremost, before you do anything, pray, okay? Prayer is very important. Prayer changes things, okay? And if you pray and um, and Yahweh hears your words, which he's promised to do, uh, and then enough, if enough people pray, then things will turn around. Um, you know, I usually have everything prepared, but I want to uh, look up a, a, a single strifter, okay? And I think that it'll help you to understand what can be done because when things look impossible, when things look at, like they're at their worst, there's Yahweh. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Heal their land. Okay. <clears throat> now, this particular scripture I'm going to read was happening during time of, uh, there's a lot of rebellion going on in Israel and uh, worship of other gods. And how cruel that... <laughs> You turn from the God that led you out of Egypt and you start worshiping the Canaanite versions of the same gods that the Egyptians worshipped, you know. Um, I'm glad that Yahweh has um, more long-suffering than I have. I don't know if I could 
really um, deal with that, you know. But um, let's see. This is Yahweh talking to Solomon or Shlomo, as he's known in uh, in the Hebrew tongue. Okay. All right. And we'll start with verse uh, chapter seven, verse twelve. And Yahweh appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. See, he heard it. And I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. So he's talking about the temple. And I think at that time, uh, Shlomo was praying for God's favor and that he built the temple for, for Yahweh. Okay. Next verse. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among, thy, among my people, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their, heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. Um, okay, so we'll just stop right there. Okay. Now I know you're going to say, okay, well, that was a prayer for Israel. and I, But you know what? This country, who were the first people? Let's put it this way. Who were the first English people to land here? Because if I say people, you're going to say the Vikings, and then you're going to say the Spanish. And it was the English people, the um, the people that wanted to be able to pray and worship God their own way. Okay, they were known as Puritans, and they were basically the beginning of the um, the Protestant movement here in the United States, or here in North America, I should say. And they were just seeking a place where they could worship and everything, and 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 not to have the encumbrance of the, the British church, the Anglicans, were, who were turning more and more corrupt as a, by the minute, it seems like, at that time. And um, so the people that came here came here to establish a place. In other words, they were Christians, and they were called by his name. Okay? And then the rest of the Protestants came over, and then Catholics started coming up. I'm not going to go there. Um so anyway, so this nation was formed by immigrants coming from Europe, mainly from England at first, and then from Northern Europe, which was Protestant also, and then later on the uh, the Roman Catholics and then the Greek Orthodox and the Russian Orthodox started to come and stuff like that. But anyway, so there were people called by his name. So this scripture is could apply to the United States because this nation was founded in that way, okay? Whether it's that way right now, an argument could be made, no, okay? Yes, there are a lot of believers here, but it is definitely a, a, a secular heathen society, okay, that we just happen to be living in until the Lord, until Yahweh brings us home, okay? So, anyway, he says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then shall I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will hear their, heal their land. Okay, so that's a promise that we can count on here in the United States. I'm not talking about Canada, I'm not talking about Mexico. Okay, I'm talking about the United States. <clears throat> um, so, it's something that, now, now look what happened in Israel. Israel had, had rebelled. Okay, even during Solomon's time, and Solomon was supposed to be a wise man, but, you know, I, I can definitely argue that he wasn't. Yes, he had worldly wisdom, but, you know, any man that has 900 wives, 940 wives and, port, 
I almost said porcupines, uh, concubines. Um, you know, I, I don't know the wisdom in that. Okay. Especially when scripture tends to tell us that we're supposed to take one wife. Okay. So anyway, he was a little rebellious there. And then, you know, he started to put up, um, uh, foreign gods in, in, uh, some, his wife's, he married a lot of foreigners and his wives uh, served foreign gods. So he would put up places for them to worship, which, you know, was against the Torah by <laughs> probably the worst thing you could do. Okay. Um, we're, we're God, Yahweh is concerned anyway. Um, so he, you know, he had a lot of worldly wisdom, but he didn't have a lot of heavenly wisdom. So, uh, but God still loved him. Anyway, um, so if he could heal Israel, who had turned to foreign gods, can he heal the United States that has turned to foreign gods? Yes, he can. He And that would be called a miracle, okay, because he would change his country in such a way that the rest of the world, well, first of all, it would piss off the rest of the world, but some of them would want to become like us, okay? And it would start a, a revival around the world, okay, because they would see what, happened to us when we changed and turned back to Yahweh or turned to Yahweh. That's not necessarily back because a lot of people don't even know him. But um, turned to Yahweh and they would see the difference and they would want what we have. Uh, granted, that would be a minority of people around the world, but still some of them would. So we can count on prayer, okay? And uh, the sooner the better. And we need to all be praying, those of us that are believers... And I don't care how long you've known Yahweh. I don't care what you've done to serve him. You know, you could have worked overseas, leading people to the Lord, 20 people to the Lord every day for your whole life. You still, we all still need to pray that God would, Yahweh would, uh, would do a revival in all of our hearts. Okay. Because there are areas where we still are not quite, where he would like us to be. I don't think we ever will be until we get to heaven, but uh, I would like to be as close as I could, right? Um, so anyway, we need to pray that in our own hearts we would experience revival, pray that he would heal the land. And when he heals the land, he'll start um, performing revivals in other inside other people, which will lead to public revivals. And it will be, it'll be magnificent to see. And we're promised a great revival in the end times, right? Right. So um, anyway, it's it's important to do. Now I am going to totally switch tracks here. Um, one of the things that I've always had a hard time with, and and I see Christians and and I I see Christians that mock the Jews for being Democrats. Okay, now I don't like that either. I don't like my people being Democrats, but uh, they are. And so, you know, what are you going to do? But. Um, so they'll mock the Jews for being uh, Democrats and, and voting the Democratic ticket. But these same people are involved in things that they shouldn't be involved in either. And one of the things is that they support corrupt government. What do I mean by that? Okay. Um, there's a scripture in uh, the New Testament and the Brit of the Shah that talks about us praying for those that are in authority over us because God has sent them there. Okay. And I can see that, but at the same time, how do you pray for that? Do you pray that 
in their wickedness they prosper? I don't think Yahweh would want us to pray that way. Um, they shouldn't prosper in their wickedness. And my God, some of them are really into wickedness. Look at Pelosi and Schumer and people that have gone in barely barely having a portfolio and coming out being multimillionaires. You know, that doesn't happen in this world unless people are corrupt, okay? So I believe that you can pray for them to become saved, okay? But I don't believe that we need to pray for them to retain their offices and to continue being corrupt, okay? So King David had this problem too. And in Psalm 109, he talks about it. And he actually prays to God. And, you know, so I hear people, Christians, tell, oh, yeah, well, you know, we got to pray for our leaders. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's a generic term. How do you pray for them and what do you pray for? Okay. So praying for salvation, of course, because they're supposed to, and, and, and taking the opportunity to share the gospel with them. Maybe some of them have never heard the gospel, right? I, I don't discount that. And. They need to hear it. And when they hear it, they're without excuse. Okay, you never stand in front of Yahweh and say, Oh, I've never heard the gospel. Yahweh will say, Yeah, you did, because you know, back when you were thirty nine years old, this guy named Dave walked up, wrote you a letter and, and spelled out the gospel for you. You read it, but you didn't do anything about it. So away with you, worker of iniquity. Okay. Um and I don't mean we're supposed to do that, uh, tell them about the gospel because we know that they're going to not do it. Just share the gospel with them knowing that or hoping that the words will prick their hearts and that the Holy Spirit's been talking to them the whole time. Okay? But when it comes to super wicked people, um, and we, we don't know who's redeemable, okay? But we can kind of get an idea of certain people that are, how do I put this, maybe born to perdition, okay? I do believe that people are born bad. There are some people that are just born bad. That's all there is to it. Um, Yeshua talks about that. He calls the Antichrist a man of perdition. There's no way you can ever convince me that the Antichrist was innocent at any time. He was, was or will be born for that purpose. He'll be evil right from the birth canal maybe right from his mother's stomach. Um, and so we know that, you know, uh, Judas said he was born to, to perdition. Yes, he was, a, he was a disciple. He listened to every word Yeshua said. But in the end, he chose wickedness. And there, there's a lot of things to, to, um, to look at that suggest that maybe he was a zealot that wanted Jesus or Yeshua to, um, to proclaim himself king and to, to form an army and take over and fight Rome and everything else. So um, anyway, there's another man of perdition. So I think in these end times, there's a lot of people that are men and women of perdition. Okay. Again, I'm not going to try to point them out because I don't know. But Yeshua said in his gospel, he said, he talked about bad trees and good trees and that you would know bad tree by its fruit. Okay. And if, if a bad tree you can know by its fruit. A person you can know by the fruit they produce. And if they're constantly, constantly, constantly producing bad fruit, and that looks like that's all they can do, again, you pray for them, and you hope for the best, okay? Knowing that sometimes your prayers will be effective. Other times they'll, you know, that's not 
that person is meant for, okay? Um, boy, this is hard to talk about because um, it's hard to get the right words without sounding like I'm a judgmental ass, you know? Um, but uh, so anyway, King David had been putting up with a lot of people that were getting down on him really bad. <laughs> and um, people that he trusted turned against them. How many have had that happen to you, right? Um, I think family members that he trusted turned against them. I know they did, but I don't know if he's talking about them in this thing here, this scripture. Um, and it's a whole psalm in, uh, in Psalms. But he seems to be talking about one particular person because he says, he uses the word he a lot, so I don't know who he's talking about. But, for instance, when I was asked to pray for Obama, yes, I prayed for his um, his soul, okay? The soul will go with the person when they die. They'll, they'll go to be in heaven with, with the Lord and um, until the resurrection. Anyway, um, so you can pray for the soul, but the rest of the body is junk, okay? And it's really junk in a lot of people's <laughs> In everybody's uh, terms, it's um, the body's corruptible, so it's no good. But in some people, it's just extra special junk and uh, the flesh that is. And um, so there's a, there's a psalm that he prayed, and it was about one person. But um, and this was King David praying. But you know, us with, when we have the Holy Spirit, which if you're a believer, you have. Uh, David had the Holy Spirit, but it seemed to have fallen on David from time to time. It, I mean, he fell on David from time to time. <clears throat> and um, I'm not sure if he was on David the whole time. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway, David was really ticked off at this one individual. And I don't see why it would not be proper or why we couldn't pray this for people that have just seemed so totally wicked that they're um, they're like the worst of the worst. And you could say, well, Paul was bad, and God saved Paul. Well, Paul was instructed in the law, so Paul knew what was right and what was wrong. And Paul, or Saul at that time, um, he knew what was right and what was wrong, but he just got off the kilter a little bit, okay? Well, some people would say a lot, but he was off the kilter, and then Yahweh led him back to the kilter and saved him at the same time. Um, <clears throat> so anyway... And this, a lot of times, like with Obama and um, and some others, I prayed this prayer, and um, <clears throat> nothing has ever happened like this as far as I know, but it's the only way I know to pray, so that all the people that tell me, you need to pray for our people that are in public office, blah, 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 I can say I do, <laughs> okay? And there are some. Um, Trump, I prayed for constantly, not this prayer that I'm going to read, but... Um, you know, that, that Yahweh would really work through him and Yahweh would work through other people that seem to be righteous or seem to be heading towards righteousness. But for the people like Pelosi and um, and uh, what's her name, the, the bimbo from um, Brooklyn, uh, Ocasio-Cortez and uh, the other two members of the, or three members of the squad and, and things like people that are just, totally wicked and, and trying to destroy other people. Uh, people like Bill Gates that, um, you know, that are out to cull the human race and, and and things like that. And his wife, Melinda, of course, but I don't know how much he's into that because they're divorced now. Anyway, um, 
So bear in mind that when I pray this, it's for specific people, and um, it's not my constant prayer for our leaders, but for the ones that are so far gone that, you know, that uh, they, they could they could run for antichrist, <laughs> you know. Um, this is kind of what I, I pray when I'm asked to pray for these people, okay. And, and believe me, I don't go for prescribed prayers or prayers that are written down. I believe in praying through the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit dictates me to pray, or what I feel in my heart, my heart, that um, Yahweh wants me to pray. So, and it goes to the chief musician, the Psalm of David, Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise. Right away, it starts out really good, right? Hold not thy peace. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are open against me, and they have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have compassed me about with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. For my love, they are my adversaries, but I gave myself unto prayer. For they have been, for they have rewarded me for evil for good and hatred for my love. Set thou upon this, uh, excuse me, set down, set thou a wicked man over him and let Satan stand at his right hand. Okay, now you're going, okay, you're a little too overboard. But what about where Paul tells us where a person is turned over to wickedness so much, we're supposed to turn him over to Satan? Hmm? Okay. All right. Uh, when he shall be judged, let him be condemned and let his prayer become sin. Okay, so when he's judged, it's not a conviction. It's a, it's a condemnation. It's a, it's a sentence. Okay. Let his days be few and let another take his office. I always pray that for Obama. <laughs> Um, let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Well, Obama didn't have any children, and I'm not so sure he's got a wife. He's got a husband. Okay. Let his children be continually vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also out of the desolate places. Let the extortioner catch all that he has, and let the stranger spoil his labor. You think David was a little upset with these people or this guy? <clears throat> let there be none to extend mercy unto him, neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and, his gener and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. That's a serious prayer right there. Let the iniquities of his fathers be remembered with the Lord, or Yahweh, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that's his sins, before Yahweh continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Because that he remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and the needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. And he loved cursing, so let it come unto him, as he delighted and not in blessing, so let it be far from him. And as... and excuse me, as he clothed himself with cursing, like as with his garment, so let it come to his bowels like water, and let oil into his bones. Jeez. Um, let it be unto him as the garment which covereth him, and for a girdle wherewith he, hath, he is girded continually. Let this be the reward of mine adversaries from, the, from Yahweh, and of them that speak evil against my soul. But do thou for me, O God, 
the Lord, for thy name's sake, because thy mercy is good, deliver thou me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow when it declineth. I am tossed up and down as a locust. Okay. Uh, my knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh faileth of fatness. I became also a reproach unto them when they looked upon me, and they shake their heads. Help me, Yahweh, my God. O oh, save me according to thy mercy, that thou that they may know that this is thy hand, that thou, Yahweh, has done it. Let them curse, but bless you. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let thy servant rejoice. Okay. Three more verses. Let mine adversaries be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own confusion as with a mantle. I will greatly praise Yahweh with my mouth, yea, I will praise him among the multitude, for he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those that condemn his soul. Wow, that's an awesome prayer. Awesome and very serious, <laughs> you know. Um, okay. I was going to share that with you on, on the screen, but for some reason it just escaped me to do so. Hey, look at that. We've been on for two hours. Okay, folks, I'm going to get going here. I, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that uh, you got something out of it. I hope that um, maybe it sparked an interest in some of you to start looking more and to start um, getting active in different aspects, even if it's prayer, just even if it's prayer, make it sound like prayer is not important, especially if it's prayer. Okay. Get into it. Get down on your knees, fast and pray if you need to, because your livelihood, the livelihoods of your children and your grandchildren, your great grandchildren and everybody that comes after you depends on what you and I do. Okay. It's time to quit messing around. Time to put all the foolishness aside and it's time to get serious about our walk with Yahweh and about where our nation's going. Having said that, um, since I'm by myself here, pardon my hands, they have varnish on them. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, and your lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding, and may he grant you wisdom in these hard and arduous days. In Yeshua's holy name, amen and amen. Okay, folks, good night. God bless, and we'll be back tomorrow with Ralph Everson. But again, it'll be a, a pre-recorded show that'll be uploaded. And if any of you can think of a, a format that I can use that's free um, or very cheap, <laughs> um, that that'll live stream so that you guys can, you folks can participate uh, in live shows, that would be wonderful. Okay, Twitch was nice, but they kicked me off because I spoke the truth. And uh, I'm getting kind of tired of people ditching me because I told the truth. So uh, Rumble does have that format, but I do not understand one iota of what Rumble wants me to do to be able to um, to go from um, Melon to Rumble. So, okay, well, again, God bless. Uh, love you guys and gals. And 
see it on all tomorrow night. I'll be posting me and Ralph's show. Okay? Okay, God bless. Talk to you soon. See you soon.